And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that local shouting, it's Stainer and Dave Ninimitz. It's Stainer and Dave Ninimitz. All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast Growling. Paul Ingram Jr., Dave Ninimitz of The Athletic, here with the walkout on a day where the Houston Texans win an inexplicably insane game. I was kind of running out a little bit of <laughs> of descriptors for yeah. a day where the Texans win 30 to 27 kicking a field goal with mere seconds left a 38-yarder uh for the win. But there's a lot to get into on a day where you think, oh, a, a field goal at the end must it was not your standard field goal at the end type of game. It was a game where the Bengals got outplayed, Dave. I mean, they they were, they were not the best team today. They were really lucky to have even been in it. Yeah. uh, To have a chance to win at the end. And we can get into some of those details there, but a day where, you know, my main takeaway was a lot of the cracks that we'd been talking about and, and writing about over the course of the four game win streak um, were really exposed as, as just full blown issues today uh, yeah. against a good Houston team. That's a, a pl- another playoff caliber team. Um, and, you know, it's, it's easy to wash away the things that were issues before because they were finding ways to win despite not really doing much after their quick starts, not putting teams away, you know, uh, the explosive plays they were allowing in the passing game over the course of this year. All that stuff was kind of washed away under the here they go. Look at this win streak. Bengals are back. And here they it was right here. It eventually cost you games and it did today. Yeah. I it's you can go so many different directions with the issues from today. I think, and you, I'm, I'm sure you're planning on touching on it. Letting Noah Brown become Jerry Rice today by just seemingly <laughs> not covering him. I mean, I I honestly thought coming into this one, I thought this was a game that Andrew Ramos defense, and, and you saw it with Logan Wilson early, where he did one of his dropbacks the last second, knocked down a pass. I thought they were going to be the team that kind of flustered. CJ Stroud. That guy's legit, but he's still young. And I thought they'd be showing him, he'd be seeing ghosts out there today. It looked like that for like a minute. And then the dude looked like he was a 10 time all pro. Like he was just doing whatever he wanted and how you can just let guys roam free like that. um, I think was the most stunning part of it to me. Like, like with all things on defense, I mean, it's a a little bit of everything is a part of it. I mean, they weren't getting enough pass rush. They weren't disciplined enough on so many of those bootlegs that were getting him out free to look down the field and and allowing those deep over routes to just be wide open. And then the communication on the back end, which really, you know, they, they, you know, talking to Cam Taylor, Britt, Mike Hilton, a few other people after this game, they were kind of saying, look, it's 
the zone stuff was a problem. They were running these overs, 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 and and the the obviously the communication wasn't there. The anticipation of those routes wasn't there. I mean, there were multiple times they just looked lost. I mean, Cheeto Bay Uzi looked just totally lost, spun around at one point down the field. I mean, nobody near these guys. And then, you know, a couple more explosive plays just to be the cherry on top in the game winning drive by Stroud there at the end to get the field goal where they they, you know, you get a third down looking for a stop and and there are guys wide open coming up the seam and, and you know they, they felt like maybe they had figured some things out when they started playing a little bit more man but the conf- Luana Rumo confusion package of the zone stuff they kind of had to bail on it because it wasn't working credit CJ Stroud on that but also you know this is a a Bengals defense that this has been an issue this was this week we sat down with Luana Rumo and the one thing that stood out to me was him saying, you know, we we got the run explosives hemmed up earlier this year. That was a problem. And we got that thing figured out and kind of tightened it up, although they gave up a lot of yards on the ground today. Um, he said, we've, we've got to get we got to get the explosives in the passing game thing nipped in the bud. And not only did it not get nipped in the bud today, um, and it was a strength of the Texans. I mean, it's what they do, but it was a full-blown issue to the point that you say, geez, I mean, if this is where it's at now, Lamar Jackson on deck, Trevor Lawrence coming up soon, you know what any kind of postseason run is going to be. This this isn't who you can be. I want to run some numbers for you here, Dave, on the Bengals and completions of 20-plus yards. Last year, they never had a game where they gave up more than five and they averaged giving up 3.3 receptions of 20 plus yards a game. They've this season in the last seven games, given up five twice and eight twice, eight today. And, you know, a ninth, if you count the 42 yard defensive pass interference on DJ Turner, that that's the same type of thing. I mean, that is not, who they are that's not who they're supposed to be how much of this is young secondary new pieces dj turner cam taylor Britt, nick scott dax hill what we talked about earlier in the year and you thought that maybe they were getting fixed but now you've seen you know san francisco got a lot of big gains against them teams were i mean do you know with seattle they were teams were, were getting it the red zone turnover run was saving them and almost saved them again today. But that can only happen so often. You can only allow all of those explosives so often uh, until you, you run out of that, that red zone ammunition. You just can only do that. So often. Yeah. It it was bound to, to bite them. And you know, this, for this to be a winnable game, at least on the schedule. And I mean, Houston is light years better than I think anyone would have ever guessed they'd be. Um, you know, again, I, I go back to when we go back and look at when you kind of check through the schedule at the start of the year, you had to chalk this one up as a win. And mm-hmm. leading into this game Thursday, it's one you didn't want to lose. So, uh, yeah, when when those problems come back to bite you, and it looked for a second, they got the fumble off the snap. Yep. It looked like Houston was marching in. And that wasn't even anything the defense did. It was just dumb luck. Um, I think the first half score could have been a lot uglier if not for a few breaks. Yeah, I mean exactly. They they were lucky to even be in, and that's just it. I mean, you get you get the red zone turnover, you get the, the stop on downs, you get, and then you, I mean, you get the gift of the Cam Taylor Britt interception at yeah. the end, where the game's over, yeah. and all of a sudden they're throwing it, and Cam Taylor Britt's stepping in front of it for a near pick, and you're thinking, what in the world is even happening here? And they get the three and out, 
and everything about it, it was just like I used at the top inexplicable was the word I kept coming back to. I don't understand anything that's happening in this game right now, how the Texans have decided to blow it and open it back up. And then Tyler Boyd with the long reception to get down Tyler Boyd, then drops the potential game winner at the end, two drops for him today. The guy who you could make an argument has the surest hands in Bengals franchise history, certainly in recent Bengals franchise history. I mean, you talk about, you know, he had the drop in the Super Bowl. That was his first drop of the season that year. I mean, that's who he has been. He's as sure handed as they come. And for him to have a game where, you know, despite, you know, I mean, playing well, he ends up with 118 yards, the big 64 yarder, um, those two. And he was basically inconsolable afterwards. Yeah. He throws his helmet and Joe Mixon basically peeling him off the bench after the game was long over and frustrated in the locker room after the game. There's a corner of the locker room where Burrow and Boyd both are. And as most of everything had cleared out, those two were just kind of sitting there giving the stare, the stare ahead, <laughs> yeah. the yeah. contemplation, the frust- phrase frustration. And you sensed it from Burrow and after the game at one of the more frustrated post games I've seen from him. You could tell he was it was eating him up. The mistakes, you know, forcing that interception in the end zone, which was kind of a uh, just they're behind and just got to try to make something happen out of nowhere and just shoves a ball in there that he shouldn't wear. It's just like, throw it away, play another day. You still have time. Like you can't just give up on it. And it's, and and the one before that you're throwing a drew sample up the seam. Like, I know you're trying to be aggressive, but um, in in that situation, but you know, the idea of I'm going to try to fit one in and think that 89 can make some sort of, and he misses the throw anyway. But, you know, Drew Sample's not making a, like, twisting, leaping catch in, in those type of spots. And and they're un, they're both uncharacteristic in different ways from Burrow, who we just haven't seen a lot of that from. I mean, whether you're talking about fourth quarter interceptions or whether you're talking about red zone or or plus territory interceptions. I mean, that's, that's just two games now this year. The Geno Stone interception changes – the Baltimore game just almost decides the Baltimore game. Yeah. You know, a red zone interception down there. And now another one with two picks down here that certainly could have changed this game in a big way. Yeah, I if we're if we're doling out blame on this one, I'm not putting him super high on the list because he made no. so many plays. Um, I I, you know, in all the negative of losing, you can't lose sight of the fact he's just so different with that calf healthy. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, yeah. It's and the still, funny thing is fun. there, there were times I was like Stroud almost as playing Burrow ball the way he was being elusive. But mm-hmm. I mean, when Burrow can be elusive, he's so good. And that, that throw to chase for the long touchdown, mm-hmm. the way he got loose and, and just, just dropped that dime in there perfectly was beautiful. But yeah, it, forcing it like he did there, you, you feel like he was pressing a little too much. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone. Luckily, with 24-7, U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. 
You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Victorinox, the makers of the original Swiss Army Knife, have been a reliable companion for life's everyday challenges, mastering functionality, innovation, iconic design, and uncompromising quality with its products. The Victorinox Swiss Army Knife provides you with all the things you don't think about until you need it. Tweezers, a screwdriver, and even a corkscrew. With the Victorinox Swiss Army Knife, you can be prepared to master everyday life. You can find Victorinox Swiss Army Knives at Dick's Sporting Goods. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Um, and what, what would you say, though, going back to the, the Boyd drop, how do you feel about the play calling leading up to that? It, to me, it almost felt like they were playing to kick a field goal there. Like, I, well, the second down play is a check by Burrow. So there's yeah. there's multiple plays there. They have them spread. And if they empty the box, Burrow checks to the draw. I mean, we've seen this a bunch. He's done that, especially lately. He did that on a third and 10 in San Francisco. Yeah. Um, it's kind of a thing that he likes to do um, against certain coverages, especially down in the red zone. And so he checks to it. And Ted Karras told us afterwards, he's like, you know, they just they just ended up blowing up the spot. I mean, it was almost they felt the check and the line kind of plugged the hole and they weren't able to hold him off. He's like, you know, talking to maybe I could have, I should have gotten in there faster and, and held it. But Houston, you know, it, it goes back to, to me, that play goes back to a bigger issue in this game was that the offensive line got their ass kicked. I mean, they, yeah. they, they, that was a, they're going to be the strength of Houston's team. They're a top pass rush team in the league, but it can't look that bad where you're just constantly under duress. And in that play, if it is a check to that, it's it's got to get blocked a little bit more open than that. They can't just totally be able to stop yeah. that. Um, you know, and you get you get you get blown up on the with the sack, right? On on first down, just gets destroyed down there too. So you end up in some tough spots. Um, but inevitably they almost made it. And it was right <laughs> there in, in your most sure hand. If you picked one player. I mean, if I gave you this before the game and said, you're going to have one 13-yard red zone pass that's going to hit somebody right in the hands, who would you choose on this entire team? I, I would probably choose Boyd over Chase. I mean, if you really were giving me this decision, even I know this is a stupid conversation, but like <laughs> the point being is like, 
there's few people that you would choose over top of Tyler Boyd and and you you feel for the guy yeah. and the pass had, wasn't perfect but he's got to make that catch I mean, it's right in his hands yeah, yeah I mean he, he's got to make the play there's yeah. no question um but they didn't have any business being in that spot like they no. so the thing is like you can these are details that you can beat yourself up over and and I don't think you know the Tyler Boyd discussion is one probably for another day I He's been up and down this year, and, and we've talked about how he's kind of been he's been pouty in moments and and he's feeling, I think, the pressure a little bit. Um, I don't necessarily put that on drops, especially when he made a ton of plays today to to get them in the game. That yeah. said, you don't want to, you know, you wonder if if that this becomes part of the conversation in three or four weeks, if they're like considering do we need to rotate Charlie Jones in more? What are we going to do here? Like, is this an, is this an, a problem? I don't think Tyler Boyd's a problem at all. Um, I, I'm not going to hold this drop over his head. It's not who he is. But, you know, you can see that being dropped in as a conversation point down the line if things start going sideways. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. And, you know, back to the offensive line, it goes back to Burrow's uh, elusiveness in this one. It struck me at, at times in this game, if this game had been played in week two and McCaff was still a problem with the line playing the way it was today, mm-hmm. it would have mm-hmm. been a shellacking by Houston. Yeah, it would have looked like Cleveland or Tennessee. Yeah, it, it would have been ugly. Yeah. So, um, but- the one other thing about this I want to mention is, you know, you, you talk a lot about you know trust in the line and, 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 and the comfort that, that Joe feels back there. This is a big step back for that. I mean, he admitted after the game, you know, coming out of halftime, made a – very conscious decision that he needed to scramble more and run more and and be prepared to get himself out of the pocket more and you saw that i mean he was he was quick to flush he wasn't trying to hang in there he was trying to get out and that's him recognizing my line ain't gonna win today yeah and these guys are kicking our butts and i gotta find a different way to make plays and that's where you saw him make so many of those plays was just quickly getting out of pocket and and finding ways uh, to make things happen, scrambling a little bit more and things like that. And that's that's concerning because it's not going to get easier. I mean, Baltimore, it's not going to get easier. This yeah. division is where this thing's got to go through. And it's and that's going to mean Pittsburgh's pass rush, Cleveland's pass rush, Baltimore's pass rush, all of these teams, you can't have it where where it's like that. And then again, if you read my story this week, the sort of plot twist question mark at the end of that story about the opening scripts was, why are they not putting people away? Why are yeah. they struggling so much after these early scripts? And, and you know, Brian Callahan talking openly about like, look, it's frustrating. We should be hammering these teams, and we're not, and we're not putting them away. That's what's next for them. That's what needs to be the next step, and they didn't take the next step. They took another big step back where you go, you get the touchdown on the first drive, and everybody's feeling feeling good. Joe's shooting bow and arrows after his whole shot, Trent Irwin, which was an incredible throw. Then it's punt, 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 and four of those are three and outs. Yeah. I mean, you're talking four consecutive three and outs. It just you can't have those lulls against good teams and they just consistently have them. It 
It it kept San Francisco in the game. It kept Buffalo in the game. It kept Seattle right yeah. there in the all of these wins. Have they found ways? And they've been, you know, the defense sometimes saved them or red zone turnovers have saved them. These lulls can get washed over a little bit. Um and say, oh, they're close, or it was just a drive here or play there. I mean, this is four straight three and outs in the core of a game. And which reminds you of the Tennessee conversation, how it got away from us in the second quarter, right? Like, I mean, that's you, you, there's got to be something that's going on there from, you know, what Lou Anarumo said to me. I made sure to include that in the story about him talking about his approach to teams coming off script. And he always is Andy against Kansas City. Is Andy Reid off script yet? Is he off script yet? Is he off script yet? Because <laughs> that's when it, he thinks it changes where you can get a little bit more indecision because the guys aren't so locked into the calls that are coming their way. And yeah. it's a little bit more free out there. And I think you're seeing the Bengals struggle when it gets a little bit more free out there right now. It's hard to define why that is. They didn't have any answers. We asked a bunch. I was asking around the locker room. There weren't a lot of answers to that, but it's certainly something that they've got to figure out and got to figure out in a hurry or else it's going to bury them a couple more times. Yeah. It is funny to think though, that if, if Boyd hangs on to that scores a touchdown and they win, all the talk this week is about a resilient comeback and mm-hmm. big plays and Jamar's long touchdown thing and yeah. and and Cam Taylor Britt's interception and not so much about like a loss just puts the magnifying glass on all those shortcomings and uh, there were plenty today for sure. Yeah, exactly. And they, they had been building and they kind of broke through. And so you mentioned it. Uh, so now five and four for a third straight year, uh, right back, right back where they were, and again. The road to hoe is serious. You know, Cleveland does the North some favors today. Yeah. Brings Baltimore back with that win, the field goal there at the end. So now, you know, you 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 look around the league, you look around the division. Uh, you've got Baltimore at seven and three, Pittsburgh and Cleveland at six and three, and the Bengals at five and four. I mean, you're right there. It there's a lot of game, a lot of ball game left here. Um, it's not like this is something you can't chase down. But, I mean, this road to the playoffs goes through this division, and these teams are good. I mean, that's proven today. It's going to continue to be a bloodbath. You've got two against Pittsburgh. You got to go to Baltimore in this short week. You got another one against Cleveland, who's had your number. It's got to happen now. And you know, the the some of the there was a notable urgency in the conversation after the game with a few people of it has that we we have to get it together we have to tighten this thing up and an understanding of how huge this game is going to be at baltimore and it's just a tough spot to play in if you start if you're if you're five and five and baltimore's eight and three i mean you're you're two gate two and a half games with the tiebreaker back i i mean the math gets tough. We've been saying that the math gets tough and it's real tough. Now you can handle losing to CJ Stroud on a heater and a good Houston team who that, that game may end up deciding whether the Bengals make the playoffs or not. Yeah. That's a good Houston team that could get in. But the bottom line is like you, you, you at a certain point have to find a way um, to get in. And that has to go through the North. There's no other path other than it having to go through this division. And that starts uh, on Thursday. That'll be an interesting one Thursday. I mean, both teams 
both teams are going to be aching after after what just happened. That was a tough way for Baltimore to lose. They had that game, and it yeah. just crumbled apart on them. So um, two teams that could have walked away with wins today pretty pretty close to it, and uh, they're both going to be wanting that one. So we'll see. This this will be a good test to see how uh, the Bengals make adjustments in a short week and come back against one of the best teams in the league. My, I think it's the best game in the history of Amazon Prime. <laughs> Seriously, well, I mean, name me like a better Thursday night. I mean, this is a massive game for two true Super Bowl contenders in division at a at a critical juncture in the season for the both of them. And and you get it on Thursday night on the Prime Show. I mean, last week it had Bears Panthers. Okay. Yeah. I mean, we know what's there's been big games and here and there, but I mean, I, I think it might be the biggest Thursday that that we've seen. And it's yeah, just I've seen USFL games better than that one yeah. this past Thursday. It was <laughs> it still drew a nine six. It I mean, always will ridiculous. too. It always yeah. will. This one will be. There's much still higher. betting to be done on it. So yeah, there's still there fantasy is. football. Uh, so again, Bengals lose thirty to twenty seven. Um, injuries. Jamar played through the back. He said it was. He said it was okay. He just wanted to make sure it didn't tighten up on him, so he made sure he stayed moving, stayed on the bike in between. But you could see he wasn't being utilized as much. They took him off the field a few times here and there. Um, so I think that's going to continue to heal, but he sounds like he came out of it probably okay. I We don't know what to make of what happened with Trey Hendrickson, who went down towards the end of the game. Uh, T. Higgins, of course, with his hamstring. I mean, didn't really do anything last week. He would seem a long shot to play on Thursday, but we'll address that again on Tuesday. It's just knowing hamstrings and the situation and the fact he didn't do anything. Um, that seems like a tough spot for him to come back. So, uh, we'll, but we'll have more on that this week. Again, short week. We'll have the one episode on Tuesday diving into everything uh, Baltimore. So keep an eye out for that. Uh, and for now, we'll, uh, you know, we'll see what happens next. It's, it's getting, it's getting interesting. It's getting fun. And it was a, it was a wild one today. That's for sure. Uh, all right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you next time. Have a good one, everybody.